0: Can you imagine bursting your heart open and bearing it for the world to see through your art? Lady Clementine, aka Adelaide, aka Amanda Ty, has done just that with her first EP, Clementine Season. It is a beautiful ode to all the different kinds of love that exist in our lives, both the positive and the heartbreaking. On this episode of the Cultured Podcast, we talk to Adelaide. To find out more about her forms of self expression, welcome to the Cultured Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Corey, and together we'll journey into the unknown reaches of the art world. Bonjour! Bonjour, 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 bonjour. Welcome to the Cultured Podcast. This is such a tasty episode, you guys. I had a blast with Adelaide. She sings, I sing, we record an album together right on this episode. I'm not going to tell you any more. But before we get into this episode, I'm going to tell you about what's inspiring me this week. (laughs) And this week, I'm inspired by criticism. Criticism. I'm a Virgo, okay, and I certainly do embody (laughs) the Virgo spirit in terms of being nurturing and being hardworking and being pragmatic and being just a little bit critical. But you know what? I've come to really embrace criticism when it comes to self-criticism and when it comes to being able to critically identify what's right for you and what isn't. I think criticism, like everything else, should be taken in moderation (laughs) and wielded in moderation. But, you know, with my frequency team, we actually often practice self-criticism. So we look at ourselves and we say, hey, is our website everything that it could be? And are we expressing ourselves in the right way when we talk about what frequency does? We look at ourselves with self-awareness and we say... Is there something I could be doing better to honor the people around me? And you can't really do that if you're not exercising some sort of self-awareness yielded by criticism. You know what I mean? So actually, I'm reframing that word. I am bringing it back with some positivity. I am giving it a place in our own self-growth. So I want to encourage you to be more critical of yourself in a way that is healthy and in a way that promotes growth and evolution, and perhaps less critical of those around you. It's a thing that I work on every dang day. All right, y'all. It's now time to talk to Adelaide. Lego. Hello, Adelaide. Hello, Michelle. <laughs> oh, you're the first guest to sing back to oh. me. <laughs> So you sang back to me, and that is pretty appropriate because you just released an album called Clementine Season. I did. And it is beautiful. I've been listening to it on repeat. (laughs) Thank you. So uh, let's just level set because that's not the only thing you do, and you're not just a singer. So why don't you tell us who is Adelaide?
1: I am Adelaide. I am a songwriter for Lady Clementine's Fantastic Party. That's the name of my band and i also make
0: art aha uh-huh. so your artist name is adelaide is that right yes it's a beautiful name thank how you how did you choose it a couple years ago
1: i was doing promo modeling work mm-hmm. and when you're working in these agencies you apply for these jobs and you're in a pool of a bunch of girls and they just you know go by your hair color your ethnicity and amanda sounds like everyone else's name I um, was also starting to get into performing at the same time, and I just picked the name Adelaide because I I liked it to show up better in the, you know, in the Mm -hmm. search.
0: So when you say you started performing music, was it like um, open mic nights, coffee shops?
1: When I got out of college, I started writing music. I was writing poetry in college and fell into a, a group of musicians and artists when I graduated in Atlanta and started turning the poems into songs, writing melodies, and started performing more kind of in the background because I didn't have a lot of confidence to sing lead. So I'd sing harmonies, I would write songs and just sing harmonies to the songs that I, that I was writing.
0: It takes such an enormous amount of vulnerability to sing lead and I don't it think does. people realize that. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And memory. voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you have a bad memory? I do. <laughs> so you'd, like, lose the lyrics in the middle of the song?
1: Yeah. Well, to this day, I feel a lot more comfortable singing my own songs because I can improvise as I go in yeah. case, you know. Even singing karaoke makes me really nervous because even though you have the words in front of you, just knowing that everyone knows the words that you're supposed to be singing (laughs) (laughs) is waiting for those words (laughs) to come out of your mouth.
0: (laughs) You said you were writing poetry in college, and I was actually going to ask you if you've ever written poetry or studied it because... Your lyrics are beautiful and they are very poetic. And wow, thank you. Yeah. It's, and that's for me, how I get lost in music is through these like labyrinthian lyrics mm-hmm. that take you on this journey. And then there's like these surprises and mm-hmm. you go high and then you kind of come back down to earth with very like grounded lyrics. And then you go high again, mm-hmm. which I really love. So tell me about how you discovered poetry.
1: I took a creative writing course in college, and it was just an intro course, but my professor really challenged me to always be reading poetry. He said anytime he saw us on campus, he wanted to be able to ask us what we were reading, and we better have an answer. So that's when I started learning about form, and I really enjoyed writing prose poetry in, in college because I liked breaking form. and I think that I carry that over with me now into my writing process for lyrics.
0: What does it mean to break form?
1: Poetry has a lot of rules. Like old school poetry has a lot of rules and I didn't like that going into yeah. when I was
0: learning it. Like iambic pentameter. Yes, yeah.
1: but now I understand that it's good to learn the rules so that you can break them. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are a painter? I am and you just released an album uh that you are lead singer on with a beautiful voice and you wrote the lyrics which is rooted in your practice of writing poetry um do you come from a family of creatives I because do. your brain is pretty magical
1: <laughs> oh thank you yeah my my parents are both creatives my dad paints and sings and plays any instrument that he picks up pretty much oh my god yeah I remember when I was a kid we were at my grandparents house with extended family and my baby cousins were starting violin lessons and my dad picked up the violin and started playing it and we just kind of all turned to him and were like, "What? What's happening right now?"
0: He had never played he violin. He had before. never
1: picked up a violin in his life. Stop. Yes, and it was
0: like pretty. It wasn't like yes. horror movie. Like rah, rah, rah. exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Strange. Magical. Very, very magic person. And my mom is an incredible singer. And my extended family all plays instruments. And.
0: Yeah, Y'all are like the modern-day Brady Bunch.
1: (laughs) I think I probably, out of my sister, I have two younger sisters, and they're both really gifted vocally and musically. And I think I probably got the least amount of skill in that area, but I just have the most desire to... (laughs) To yes. do it.
0: <laughs> well, that brings up a point, doesn't it? Is like it's it's about skill, yes, but it's also about desire and it's about putting in the hard work and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. A massive amount of vulnerability. And it sounds like your dad was very comfortable putting himself out there trying new things. There is a vulnerability in picking up a violin that you've never picked up in your life and being like, "Well, sure, I'll give it a go." So, your family, your upbringing does play a role in your new album. Absolutely. Can you tell us about that?
1: Even though my family is full of creatives, there aren't many of us who take the creative path professionally. So, I actually studied international affairs in school and thought I was maybe going to go into politics or, you know, public sector. And it was. Only after I tried a lot of jobs in those areas that I realized that I didn't have a choice. I just have to, I have to do my art. Yeah. But I gave it a really fair shot. (laughs) I tried to be normal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Normal is overrated. Mm -hmm.
1: This EP that I just put out, I had a lot of starts before doing this project. I was doing more of a singer-songwriter kind of folksy style. I just wanted to have fun with this one. I realized that part of what was holding me back musically was taking things too seriously and also not taking things seriously enough.
0: Mm, it's a balance. Yeah. How do you strike that
1: balance? I decided to stop half-assing things. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not really a balance. I'm not, I'm not a balanced person. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all or nothing. Anything less than what I love doing is torture.
0: Yes. So we were talking about your family and upbringing and its influences on your career as an artist, and you were telling us that you started off singer-songwriter and more folksy. So where did your path lead from there? Were you, during that time, focusing more on painting and your art?
1: Music has always been a part of my creative outlet, and I would do shows here and there. But I hadn't made a concerted effort to focus on a project. Given all of that, I was focusing a lot more on art. Art just sort of happens.
0: It just happens. It's Mm -hmm. a part of your expression. So, So while you were working on Clementine Season, were you painting as a part of like an outlet? Or do you throw your entire creative self into whatever you're working on?
1: I was working on a collection called Moss Stream Sky while I was putting together the final touches on the songs before I went into the studio.
0: Does that provide space for you? Like, does that allow your brain to sort of switch gears and create just that stillness and space that allows you to refresh?
1: Definitely. I think working with your hands can be very helpful in bringing ideas together.
0: Yes, absolutely. One is so mental, right, and physical, like singing is a very physical mm-hmm. thing, but it's also very mental and emotional, mm-hmm. whereas there is this exertion of energy in a more physical way when it comes to, you know, painting. Right. It takes you out of your head in a lot of ways. Definitely. So this is your first album. It is. Oh, my gosh. What was your vision for Clementine season?
1: I chose Clementine Season for the title of the EP because the song Clementine Season, the first lyrics are, let me prove myself worthy of your love. And I think it's really important as an artist, also just as a human being, not to be entitled to people's attention and respect and love. And I think that's something that's changing in our culture between Adults and kids also, you know, I grew up with the idea that you had to respect adults just because they were older than you and you had to be obedient. I think that now I'm seeing in our culture, we're teaching kids to respect their own feelings and their own minds and make conscious decisions and choose who you give your love and respect to. And that's what this song is about.
0: Love is certainly an extremely pervasive theme throughout the whole album, but it's expressed in such diverse ways. So will you tell us a little bit about the tone of the album that resulted after you had done with everything?
1: Mm -hmm. It ended up being sort of a trip, like you said, a lot of different faces of love, dysfunctional love and unrequited love and friendly love, family love. My favorite song.
0: Can you Tell guess? me. We've known each other for <laughs> like 45 minutes, Adelie. I have How do you no, no idea.
1: <laughs> what is
0: your favorite song,
1: Coffee Michelle? Shop. Oh, that makes me really happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my god! Rock and roll. Oh, yes, girl. <laughs> and it is so, um, there's a codependent energy to it. For like, sure. it's that codependent love yeah. that's like, just see me for the goodness in mm-hmm. me. And ignore all the flaws because I'm not ready to see my shadow. Like, I'm not ready for you to be my mirror. Yes. (laughs) It's very relatable. Um, But it's also, it's just a groove. Like, it's just fun. It comes on and I'm just like, (laughs) you know, like. I love it. (laughs) I was dancing. Michelle is dancing right now. (laughs) She's grooving. I'm grooving. So tell us about, the process of writing that song in particular and the intention that went behind it? I
1: learn a lot about my intention after I finish a song, and sometimes it takes a long time. Even a painting or you know poems, it takes a long time, and then you reread or listen to something that you've done, and you're like, oh, damn, that's what it
0: was about. <laughs> <laughs> Therapy, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I have learned that I'm a perfectionist, And that it's really hard for me in relationship to see that shadow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're not the only one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So this song is about a romanticized idea about love Mm -hmm. that I grew up with. Mm. The fairy tale infantile idea about how you think love and romance is supposed to be when you're in a relationship with someone, when you're an adult person. And realizing that it's not that way, but still holding on to those ideas and and wanting to act out and perform whatever role that you grew up thinking you were supposed to
0: play. Mm, mm. Heart of Flame is my second favorite, (laughs) just FYI. Because I just love in Heart of Flame how it centers around this argument about the dishes. Mm -hmm. And if that is not just like realness right, about a relationship. Right, has been there, right? Right, and like she, Clementine, mm-hmm. she holds on to this like argument about the dishes to the very end. Mm-hmm. She's like, and you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have the last word on this. And listen, Adelaide, I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I understand being right about the dishes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so will you sing us a little bit from Heart of Flame? Sure,
1: I would say that one's also folksy. <laughs> folksy, twangy country. Heart of flame, I followed yours into the maze. It isn't fair the way you play, it isn't right. Heart of flame, my tears sent you into a rage. Tears that refuse not to escape, but I'm keeping on. Here is your final honey-do list. Remember, love was in our last kiss. You picked a fight over the dishes. You were wrong.
0: (laughs) You were wrong.
1: (laughs) You'll never find a love more honest. Two hearts aflame. We made a promise I'd care for you until my last breath. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> mm, mm,
0: mm. let's just have a moment of silence <laughs> so that you guys can applaud your phones and the crowd goes wild i really love that one thanks too. for the backup. Holy <laughs> i love it <laughs> you're, so you're awesome. ready it's so good just like from you singing that bit from heart of flame listeners can understand what i meant by like going high and then going grounded and mm-hmm. there's just this It takes you on such a journey where it surprises you with these like elevated concepts. And then it's about the dishes, you know, (laughs) and heart of flame. And then it's like, you were wrong about this petty ass argument that really those little petty things are what define Mm -hmm. relationships Mm -hmm. and love. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So once the album was done and you heard it all together, what did that feel like for you? I was finished
1: with this project in October and I didn't release it until last month wow
0: yes why is that
1: my head fear yeah it was um that perfectionism I went through ups and downs I was like I love it I hate it I love it I don't know will people like it so I finally just decided to put it out without any fanfare and then there um with a little bit of fanfare, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta have the fanfare. <laughs> Listen, the fanfare is how you're here right now, and we know each other now. <laughs> this yeah, is how well, we're gonna I'm, release I'm so, potato season. Yeah,
1: it's potato season. I'm so yeah, I'm so glad that people are connecting. Potato season. So we were talking about potatoes before we started today because I love potatoes, and
0: and Quincy looks like a potato to many and people. And Quincy
1: looks like a potato, so I was. Yeah, I thought Quincy, Quincy being frequencies.
0: Yeah, mascot. Okay, so we're gonna make an EP called Potato Season. Right. And so, what's our first song gonna be? French fries. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. We're gonna record it right now. Okay. Are you okay? gonna start it? Mm-hmm. Or you can. Okay, you start. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. French fries. You can be so many things. Seasoned with salt, ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, potatoes, you really make me smile. I really want to eat you when you're fried every day. (laughs) All day. Good. Potato love. Potato love. Potato season isn't real. Clementine season is very real. It is. And it is very good. And so is High Adelaide, your artwork. So why don't you tell us where people can find your work and appreciate you and show you some love?
1: Yes, come show me love on Spotify or Apple Music. You can follow me there on Instagram at Lady Clementine's Fantastic Party. For art, it's just at high.adelaide or highadelaide.com.
0: We'll also, of course, include all of that in the show notes for this episode. It has been such a joy having you, Adelaide. Yes. Thank you. We're friends now, right? Yeah, obviously. Great. We just recorded an album together. It was conceptual, but still. Right. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you guys have as much fun as I did talking to Adelaide? Holy moly. What a beautiful voice. You know where to find her work now, and I especially love listening to it on YouTube where I can listen to the songs in the order in which they were intended, so just a little Michelle tipsy there. Until our next journey into the unknown, keep it classy, keep it curious, keep it cultured! Visit CulturedPodcast.com for show notes and subscription links. The Cultured Podcast is a production of my podcast production company, Frequency Media. I'm the host, Michelle Corey. Ina Garkusha is our fabulous producer. Becca Godwin is our wonderful associate producer. Our sound engineers are Cooper Skinner and Dante Hodge. And we're recording at Listen Up Audio in Atlanta, Georgia.